Welcome to Truth Talk. This is your host, Larry Bryant, and the truth is out there. If you're willing to seek it, you know, you can find it. Um, And uh, I guess this is going out on uh, Christmas morning, so, you know, Merry Christmas to everyone. And uh, hope everyone's having a great Christmas, and they'll grab you eggnog or a nice hot cup of coffee or even a hot tea if that uh, sort of sort of goes your way and and uh, you know just uh, sit back and relax a little bit and maybe we can uh, share a few things with you that um, uh, that might refresh your memory on a few things but we might touch on on base on a few things that um, that you didn't know and so we are talking about uh, Christmas today and a lot of the uh, you know Christmas traditions that uh, um, that that are in place today, and you know, uh, uh, probably um, you know, thinking about Christmas and modern Christmas, um, uh, you know, a lot of our um, um, modern day views on Christmas sort of, uh, I guess, were uh, were developed there with uh, uh, Charles Dickens. And um, his, uh, of course, his story, uh, A Christmas Carol. And so uh, we'll take a, a quick look at that and, and look at um, Dickens himself. He was a Christian, um, and uh, he was a, um, a very, very uh, good Christian man. And he, uh, uh, he talked a lot about um, um, real Christianity, and he wanted real Christianity to be uh, displayed in his books, and of course uh, that that uh, that story, the Christmas Carol. Um, we, you know, you probably uh, uh, maybe a lot of us haven't read the story. Uh, it's a good story to read, but uh, most of us have seen uh, some sort of uh, uh, movie made of it. Um, I guess one of my favorite ones was I, I don't know when it was made, maybe the the forties. Um, that's uh, um, you know some of those old ones seem like to me just uh, uh, hit the mark a little, a little bit better on, on that <clears throat> but um, um, June Lockhart played in that as a young uh, girl it was one of the, the daughters of uh, Bob Cratchit and uh, interesting enough in that movie uh, the actors that played Bob Cratchit and uh, Bob Cratchit's wife were actually um, uh, June Lockhart's mom and dad in real life. And so um, that's one of those interesting um, things in some of the movies and stuff. But, uh, you know, if if you've seen The Christmas Carol, and and like I said, most of us have. I I remember even growing up, there was a a Mickey Mouse uh, version of The Christmas Carol. there's even a uh, a cartoon character when I was younger, uh, Mr. Magoo. I know some of you uh, more mature folks might remember Mr. Magoo. Some of the younger ones probably don't know um, who who we're talking about there. But uh, you know, Mr. Magoo, um, he uh, was uh, uh, voiced by uh, Jim Backett. Uh, used to play on Gilligan's Island. Was uh, the uh, the millionaire guy on, on that, and I guess I thought of that because um, the gentleman that played uh, Gilligan, I think he lived in West Virginia for for a long time, uh, if not 
was from. I, I know he lived in West Virginia for 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 quite a while. Um, but there, there's uh, in, in some of the things that uh, that we'll we'll talk about. Um, we, we saw uh, a few articles on uh, uh, the uh, CNN, uh, um, yeah, the Christian uh, CBM broadcast network, and uh, there's one of the one of the uh, articles that we saw there was uh, God and Scrooge, how Charles Dickens pursued real Christianity, and. Uh, you know, I'll give a little plug for that. Um, you know that web website that uh, um, you know it is an app you can get on your phone and stuff, and um, you know you can find a lot of uh, good articles that relate to um, uh, to Christianity, and um, um, and so we're going to talk about some of those articles today uh, that that we saw there, uh, and it reminded me of some other things that uh, that. We sort of already knew, but um, you know, with Charles Dickens, his first article, <clears throat> um, there was a guy uh, from uh, Akron, Ohio, that actually did a lot of uh, research on Dickens, and he uh, uh, he, he got his PhD and wrote his uh, thesis on uh, um, the Christianity side of Charles Dickens. And uh, uh, you know it's interesting uh, some of the things that he he brought out here, um, and, and he said that uh, in in um, in his writings, you know Dickens said that um, um, that that what Dickens called real Christianity is prevalent in all of his writings. Um, says Dickens actually used that term real Christianity uh, in a lot of his personal writings to to uh, letters to friends and and even critics and so on and um, uh, Dickens referred to this real Christianity as being like Jesus and um, you know in the Christmas Carol of course one of the the main characters there is Scrooge um, and you know, Scrooge wasn't uh, a whole lot like uh, like Christ, right? And so, um, you know, he, he would change, and that's one of the great things about Christianity, you know, that that we are capable of, um, you know, doing better uh, and becoming more than what we are, you know, through Christ, through the love of Christ entering into us. And, and that story sort of uh, uh, sort of talked about that. Uh, we see that uh, so uh, to Dickens, you know, Christianity is uh, um, surfaces throughout his his all of his works actually, um, and and in his themes of his stories and in the characters uh, that uh, per, that are portrayed in, in his uh, in his story. Uh, in that article that we referred to. Um, there's a little excerpt there from a uh, a letter that Dickens wrote to one of his critics, and uh, I'd like to read that uh, you know quote that um, letter that uh, Dickens what he had to say himself. He said, "All my uh, strongest illustrations are derived from the New Testament, 
All my social abuses are shown as departures from its spirit. All my good people are humble, charitable, faithful, forgiving over and over again. I claim them in expressed words as disciples of the founder of our religion. Now think about that. Yeah. Uh, and, and you can see it. I mean, ju- just in the Christmas Carol is, um, uh, it was Bob Cratchit, you know, the guy that works for, uh, for Scrooge. Um, aren't there a lot of Christian characteristics being displayed there and within his family, you know, the love uh, uh, within his family and, and even um, being willing to forgive Scrooge for all the, you know, the bad things that uh, that he does to him. You know, that is a Christian uh, characteristic uh, that that's played here. Um, it, it even mentions here in this article that, uh, even when Marley, you know, uh, Scrooge's partner, um, warns uh, Scrooge here about uh, uh, what it means to truly love life, <laughs> says that reflects the importance of imitating Christ. You know, live the good life. The, the, the only way to, you know, all of us want to live the good life, <laughs> but a lot of us are fooled to what that good life is. You know, just like uh, Scrooge, um, you know, he thought the good life was being a miser, just storing up all this wealth on earth. I mean, uh, I mean, he wasn't even, um, um, you know, storing up the, the wealth to spend on himself. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of people that will do that, that, well, they're not going to give to charity, but they're going to, you know, they're making all this money, but they uh, spend it on their lavish lifestyle. Well, Scrooge wasn't even that type of person. You know, he, he was even beyond that. He was a miser. He just wanted to hoard up all this gold. Um, you know, lived in a, a meager life himself. Um, you know, not spending a, a lot on uh, the luxuries of life, even even for himself. Um, you know, in the Christmas Carol, remember the... Uh, the guys there trying to collect money for the uh, the poor and the, the the orphans and so on, and so um, you know taking care of humanity, you know thinking about our fellow man, um, you know isn't that Christianity? <laughs> you know the the golden rule, do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. So um, so we see this prevalent, you know th- throughout. Uh, uh, the Christmas Carol, but uh, also in other works that that, uh, that Dickens did, and uh, I found it interesting that uh, one of the things I didn't know before I, I, I read this article, one of the other uh, works of Charles Dickens, and of course he had many of them, and uh, you know a lot of them we, we may be familiar with, but one of them that uh, um, that sort of jumped out at me that I, I really wasn't familiar with um, says was a um, um, a little known work written during the height of his career over a period of three years and he wrote this for his children and it's simply titled the life of our lord <laughs> and um, uh, and in the article it says the critics are right it's not a fantastic piece of literature but it shines a bright light on uh, Dickens faith because he's the sole editor of the thing 
and uh, uh, and the the guy that uh, that's wrote about Dickens about his Christian faith uh, called the life of our Lord a gospel harmony. Um, he said that the author interweaves the four gospels into a single narrative. Uh, and in this case, Dickens summarizes the life of Christ for the next generation, which is his children. And in it, he writes, uh, My dear children, I'm very anxious that you should know something about the history of Jesus Christ, for everybody ought to know about him. <laughs> so this is what Dickens wrote in the beginning of that work. And it's interesting to note that uh, this, these gospel harmonies um, were very popular and very important um, piece of literature here during the, the 19th century, you know, the, the 1800s here in, in England. It says, uh, um, says a, a Christian, in the article, it says a Christian family at that time would have had at least two books in their home, the Bible and a gospel harmony. So, um, so yeah, that, that you know that's great. Yeah, we need the Bible, but you know a lot of us that are Christians, we have a lot of a lot of other you know Christian books, and it's interesting that uh, that that he wrote this uh, you know for his children, um, and and we've talked about it before, even the last several weeks where you know we're looking at the gospel, even at at the birth of Christ. And how you know Luke uh, adds uh, a few th- details over here, and Matthew is adding a few other details over here. You know, it, it, the central part is yes, the virgin birth of Christ. And so, what Dickens does is he takes all the four Gospels and and he sort of meshes it together into one uh, story uh, here about the the life of Christ. So is. His children can can learn more more from it, um, and that's important. You know, we need to make um, the gospel uh, easy to understand, not only for us, but for our kids. <laughs> you know, it's not uh, it's not just that you know we need to be Christians, but we need to uh, you know uh, share that Christianity with that next generation. You know that's why it's important, you know, to to get your kids in a, into a Sunday school class or into a children's church. Um, you know to, you know, even yeah, you know, I'm biased. You know, I, I teach at a a, a Christian school. Um, you know, I, I know that there's a lot of good Christians that work in public schools, but you know, you're you're harnessed there. You know, you're you're. Your hands are tied in a lot of cases. Uh, you know, in a lot of the Christian schools, you can actually take a a Bible class. Now, it is. You know, I, I see that pendulum starting to swing uh, back a little bit. Uh, you know, some people are starting to push back against some of the things, and um, and they are getting, you know, able to read the Bible and things like that uh, in public schools, which is all good. And. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll take a short break, and uh, we'll be back in just a moment.
We hope you are enjoying today's show. We believe that God has given us a voice to impact communities and regions all over the world. If you would like to make sure that voice is heard, please partner with us today by visiting www.expressionradio.org and click donate. You can also text give by texting the dollar amount followed by the word radio to the number 84321. First time text givers, please choose Expression Church of Huntington when prompted. All gifts are tax deductible. Join us as we change the world. Welcome back. Uh, this is uh, Larry Bryant with Truth Talk. And, uh, you know, we, we're kind of uh, been running over a few articles. It's on uh, the uh, CBN uh, app. Uh, you can get it on your phone. A lot of great articles there that you can uh, uh, can read. And yeah, one of the good things about it, it, it gives uh, um, it, it shows a Christian perspective on things. And you know, um, so e- even a lot of the worldly things that are they're going on, you know, whether it's a terrorist uh, attacks or whatever, uh, it will sort of give you that biblical perspective on, on a lot of that. And uh, so, so we finished up. We was talking about uh, Charles Dickens and uh, a Christmas Carol. That was one of those articles there. Um, a lot of interesting things with that. Uh, you know, it's good to know that Charles Dickens was a uh, a true believer. Uh, you know, believed in in uh, what he he referred to as real Christianity. Um, and that real Christianity is. Uh, yeah, be like be like Jesus. Be like Christ. You know, live your life that way. Uh, you know, e- expound on the goodness of Christ. You know, that lifestyle of, of giving and so on. There's a, uh, another interesting article that uh, I found there. Uh, it, it's uh, the uh, the birthday of the nation is linked with the birthday of the Savior, Christmas. And America's founders, and uh, yeah, in the article, you know, it talks about it's hard to imagine Christmas, you know, without you know the usual things, all the evergreen trees and lights and decorations, and you know, uh, Santa Claus, Christmas cards, uh, stacks of gifts, and everything. And lots of times we take those uh, traditions for granted, but. Uh, um, but when our nation was founded here, uh, we really didn't celebrate Christmas that way. Um, you know, this is back in the 1700s, and and like we just said before, you know, we, we sort of uh, changed the way we that we started looking at Christmas. You know, even in that uh, Christmas Carol. Uh, you know, Scrooge is saying, "Well, uh, you know, Cratchit will want the whole day off. You know, Christmas Day off." Well, today we say, well, duh, yeah, I mean, that's a national holiday and everybody gets off on Christmas Day, and you know, unless you're a, a policeman or a nurse or a doctor or something, something like that. But uh, that wasn't always true. And, um, um, and, and so probably the, around the, the time of Dickens, that was starting to, to change a little bit. Um, but we see that uh, here it talks about the faith of our founders and how that they uh, uh, do, um, you know, establish a lot of these Christian uh, elements in, in the foundation of our, our government. And, uh, you know, even Christmas itself 
is a federal holiday. You know, uh, the birth of Christ is a federal holiday. And uh, that was established on uh, June 26, 1870 is when we first made it a national holiday. Um, yeah, we see that the, uh, um, you know, during the, uh, the Revolutionary War, um, you know, Christmas Day is, uh, uh, yeah, we, we sort of recognize it as the birth of Christ, but people still, you know, worked and people did this and that. Even uh, the first uh, session of Congress um, took place on uh, Christmas Day in 1789. Um, yeah, yeah, we, we see that, uh, um, you know, so it takes a while for we start to celebrate Christmas sort of like we uh, we do today. But Christmas was always important to our, our founding fathers. And so um, we want to take a look at, at some of them and uh, some of the things that they did on Christmas. <clears throat> and um, uh, so the first one we'll look at is George Washington. Um, you know, Washington's the first uh, president of the United States. He's uh, uh, was the commander of the Continental Army during our, our Revolutionary War, and it was traditional for uh, Washington to celebrate Christmas with his family there at, at his home in Mount Vernon. And um, according to the Mount Vernon website, um, you know they didn't celebrate Christmas just on one day. You know, you've heard of the 12 days of Christmas. Well, yeah, they celebrated it for 12 days. Um, we, we see that they would start their celebration on Christmas Eve, and so it would last for 12 days, uh, and that 12th night was on uh, January 6th. And uh, Washington and his wife Martha um, you know, would uh, frequently attend church. They were Episcopalians. And they went to church there in uh, Lorton, Virginia, uh, on Christmas Day. And um, they would uh, host their family and friends, and they would come there, and they'd have a Christmas celebration, you know, at, uh, at Mount Vernon. Um, we see that on, in uh, November of 1783, uh, Washington found out that the treaty with uh, Britain had been signed and that the War of uh, Our Independence was over. And so he rode to uh, Annapolis to meet with Congress and uh, resigned his military commission. And uh, so before he went back home, uh, we know that he stopped and he bought uh, presents. You know, he recorded in his uh, in his journal, um, sort of his diary, you know, things that he did. And we know that he bought a locket and three small pocketbooks and three uh, thimbles, uh, three sashes, a dress cap, a, a hat, uh, a, 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 a wiggly, uh, uh, that was a sort of, well, not, not quite sure, uh, sure what that one was. He bought a fiddle, he bought a gun, he, he bought a, a, a quadril, uh, uh, some quadril boxes. Um, there was a, uh, that was a, popular card game at, at the time and so uh, uh so we know that uh, that you know those were he bought christmas gifts you know and they exchanged gifts um washington also wrote uh, about his faith 
and uh, he wrote in his private uh, prayer book, um, this is one of the things that he wrote, O most uh, glorious God, direct my thoughts, words, and work. Wash away my sins in the immaculate blood of the Lamb. Purge my heart by the Holy Spirit. Daily frame me more and more into the likeness of thy Son, Jesus Christ. Thou gavest thy Son to die for me, and thou hast given me assurance of salvation. So, you know, thank God we can we know that Washington was a uh, a Christian, a, a very you know devout man. Um, you know, here Ben Franklin, Ben Franklin uh, wrote uh, in uh, Poor Richard's uh, Almanac that that he wrote back in 1733. He said, "A good uh, conscience is a continual Christmas." <laughs> Um, you know, a lot of people want to put uh, Franklin down, say he's not a, a Christian, that he was a deist. Um, you know, uh, in his own words, you know, writing to a, a, a Ezra Stiles uh, right before his death in 1790, uh, uh, Stiles Hill asked him about his religion. And this is a quote from Franklin. It says, I believe in one God, the creator of the universe, that he governs by his province, that he ought to be wor- worshipped, that the most acceptable service we render to him is doing good to uh, other children, that the soul of man is immortal and will be treated with justice in another life, respected its conduct in this. And as to uh, Jesus of Nazareth, my opinion of whom you particularly desire, I think his system of morals and religion, as he left them to us, the best in the world ever saw or is like to see. You know, that's from Ben Franklin, you know, supposedly uh, somebody that doesn't believe in, in Christ. Um, John Adams, you know, second president of the United States. Um, he's the uh, first president to have a... Um, a White House Christmas party that was held in December of uh, 1800, him and his wife Abigail. And uh, they held it for their uh, four-year-old uh, granddaughter, and that was visiting them. Uh, Adams also wrote about his faith. He said the general principles on which the, the father achieves in, uh, independence were the general principles of Christianity. I will avow that I then believe and now believe that those general principles of Christianity are as eternal and immutable as the existence and attributes of God. The Christian religion is, above all the religions that ever prevailed or existed in in ancient or modern times, the religion of wisdom, virtue, equity, and humanity. You know, Thomas Jefferson um, and, and and Madison Jefferson's another guy that they sort of rake through the coals and um, um, you know flatly will say he's not a Christian he was a, a deist and and so on um, you know he uh, he celebrated Christmas uh, he he used the words merriment <laughs> you know that uh, you know that Christmas should be uh, celebrated with merriment um, he also uh, 
wrote about celebrating Christmas with his grandchildren. Um, talked about how his uh, his grandchild was uh, uh, was running around uh, and so on. But he also wrote about his faith. He said, now this is a quote from Jefferson, you know, the guy that's not supposed to be a Christian. Jefferson said, I am a Christian in the only sense in which he wished anyone to be, sincerely attached to his doctrine and preferences to all others. I am a real Christian. Now that real Christian phrase again. Uh, That is to say, a disciple of the doctrines of Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, we see that uh, um, you know during uh, Jefferson's presidency, Dolly Madison's Madison's wife sort of was the hostess for Christmas parties there because Jefferson's wife had died, and uh, of course, then after uh, Madison becomes president, you know uh, they uh, can carry they carry that tradition on, and um, um, you know would decorate up the. Uh, uh, the White House and would have uh, you know nice meals there and so on and celebrate Christmas and um, so we see here that you know our founding fathers you know over and over and over again even the ones that they don't like to uh, refer to as Christians they refer to themselves as Christians they refer to themselves as uh, you know loving Christ and uh, the doctrines of uh, Christianity being the firm foundation that our nation is established on and so uh, you know until next time you know this is uh, Larry Bryant with Truth Talk and we wishing you a very Merry Christmas We hope you are enjoying today's show. We believe that God has given us a voice to impact communities and regions all over the world. If you would like to make sure that voice is heard, please partner with us today by visiting www.expressionradio.org and click donate. You can also text give by texting the dollar amount followed by the word radio to the number 84321. First time text givers, please choose Expression Church of Huntington when prompted. All gifts are tax deductible. Join us as we change the world.